filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Caligiuri. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here today. I have a fantastic guest with you. This guy, um, him and I have been chatting for quite some time now, so I'm really excited to get him on the show. Mr. Jonathan LaRock, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing very well, man. Why don't you tell everybody um, out there listening right now who you are and uh, what you do? Well, uh, I'm a software engineer by trade. Uh, I'm currently doing my MBA at Cornell University. Um, I also work as a consultant right now uh, in software development uh, and also as a business architect for uh, different companies in the Quebec City region. Very nice. Good for you. How long have you been doing that for? I've been doing uh, consulting for the last eight or nine years. Oh, wow. Quite some time. Yeah. So the book we're here to talk about today is The 4-Hour Workweek by none other than Mr. Tim Ferriss. And obviously for somebody in a, in a consulting role, this book could be impactful on you. So obviously you read this book. You felt it was impactful on you. Tell me a little bit about this book. How did this book change your life? How did you take certain aspects from this book and implement it into your career? Um, what did it do for you? Well, like you said, uh, I think for a consultant, uh, this book has great tips on you know uh, getting your getting your, your your business together, taking care of uh, you know having tools to to, to to be able to optimize your your performance as a as a even as a sole proprietor for a company or as a freelancer or as a for a small business. So uh, you can, I, I really took away from the book uh, tips on how to use. Other people use time, use time advantage. I think he calls him uh, geo-arbitrage in his book. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of tips like that. Give us some of those strategies, some of those takeaways that, uh, that you use in your career now to uh, make yourself more productive, more effective. Yeah, well, the book is based on uh, a concept that he called DEAL, which is uh, D for definition, E for elimination, A for automation, and L for liberation. Mm-hmm. And you can implement steps from uh, these four uh, the, uh, four words or four concepts, uh, for me, uh, as a as a for a startup for a, a freelancer, the D letter, the definition was to try and uh, focus on your your core business. You know, for, focus on your important tasks and try to to get rid of the the, the distracting points mm. that you have in your in your in your life or in your business. So for me, it was be able to to really focus on the financing or the business development mm-hmm. and uh, trying to find uh, the, develop the business ideas that I had mm-hmm. and focus on those and not focus on you know accounting or graphic designs or stuff like that. But, so. but but those things are super important to your business still though, right? So graphic design, accounting, yeah. it's not like you can leave those things. So no, it's not. What, what, so what did you do then to to sort of get rid of those things and get them off your plate? This goes with the automation part of his of his concept is that there there are better people than you that can do these things and sometimes they are often often really cheap. Mm-hmm. If you if you go to the third world and there are a lot of websites that that provide tools to do that. I'm not going to name the the ones that I use, but mm-hmm. you know for graphic designs there are some websites where you just post an ID and say I need a concept for that and you're going to receive like a hundred mm-hmm. you know. Uh, ideas and uh, people making graphic designs for you they're going to provide you a lot of information and you can 
chat with them and have them tweak your your logos or tweak okay. your things and it, you know for a hundred bucks you can get a lot of stuff done. I know for a fact that one of them that I know exists is uh, Fiverr, Fiverr.com, where you, it's just, um, what do they call it? Uh, crowdsourcing. Essentially yeah, it's, it's for basically crowdsourcing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that's a great strategy, especially for graphic design. A lot of people are spending, um, and not to take any business away from the graphic designers out there listening. We love you guys, but sometimes <laughs> you got to work on a budget and sometimes, you know, you need something a little bit cheaper. And um, I've been very impressed with some of the work that I get from Fiverr. In fact... Yeah. My logo, Cut the Crap Podcast, it was created as a result of Fiverr. So you know what? I mean, it, you're absolutely right. I could have sat there and created it myself, spent 10, 20, 30 hours on it. But instead, I delegated that off to somebody who could do that better, faster, and cheaper than I could. And I was happy with the work. Yeah, exactly. Same here. And uh, other tasks, like you said, you talked about accounting. You know, I used to do my own accounting and I was terrible at it. Oh, so You and I, me both. You and me both, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, on, on this, and I enrolled a, a local firm, and, you know, for a nominal fee, like, you know, it's not cheap because it's accounting, but when you have a business, you need to have, you know, professional accounting, otherwise you're going to get the, the, the government agencies on your back. So, mm-hmm. so I, I actually took courses with my accounting firm to mm-hmm. teach me how to, you know, manage my books on a, let's say, a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And then I let them take care of the rest. And it's actually, it was actually cheaper for me to have them do my books at the end of the year once I had uh, the, the course because I was able to do the, 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 the light stuff easily on the, on the weeks or Absolutely. on the, the months. Lead me through some of this other stuff. See, we're talking about deal, D-E-A-L. So lead, yeah. me, through, lead me through the next pieces there. E-A-L. What, what's going on there? Yeah, so D was for definition. So you need to change your, your your perspective of life. In the book, he talks about, you know, setting goals. He calls them dreamlining. So mm-hmm. he, he says that if you want to buy, like if your dream is to have uh, a Ferrari or an expensive car, then you, you can attain these goals, even if they seem, you know, really crazy at, at first. But you need to set these goals mm-hmm. and you need to be able to, to, to work towards them. Do you mind sharing with me some of your dreams, your goals that you defined for yourself? And, and how did you do with, with accomplishing those? So for yourself personally, as a consultant, what were some of your goals that you set aside for yourself? Well, for me, uh, I wanted to, to be able to have a company because really this book and the, the Robert Kiyosaki book, mm-hmm. uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, had a, a great influence. And I wanted to, when I read these book, I was an employee for, for, uh, for a company and I wanted to step out of the, like if you have the four quadrants in the, the Robert Kiyosaki book, mm-hmm. I wanted to step out of the employee bo- uh, quadrant and be able to, to move towards the, the other end of the spectrum to be uh, an entrepreneur and have the money working for me. Not an so, easy not an easy step to make, my friend. That's no, a, exactly. That's a tough step to make. So congratulations for you for, number one, making that step. And number two, being able to stay in that in that uh, that box for uh, for quite some time now. So lead me through E. What was E? Yeah, E is elimination. So elimination is to try to eliminate everything that takes too much uh, time, too much space in your life. He bases this on uh, the Pareto principle that 20% of the, the effort goes with uh, 80% of the result. Mm-hmm. In the book, he says that he managed to just weed out the, the bad clients that were taking about 80% of his time to focus on a 20% client that make him 80% of his, uh, of his profits. Absolutely. So yeah. lead, me, lead me through A. What's A? A is uh, automation. I think that there's a big bonus benefit of automating is that 
your business will look a lot more professional if you have someone answering your phone, if you have a nice website, if you have, you know, uh, f- direct feedback on uh, social media and stuff like that. Absolutely. And the, 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 the thing here, too, is that a lot of the times when people begin a business, let's be honest here, most of the time entrepreneurs get in business and they're not, uh, no offense to anybody, but they're not businessmen or women. What they are is they're practitioners who really love what they do that want to build a business around what they do because they want to do it full time. So in that case, is what you really want to do is run a business? No, probably not. You probably just want to do what you do that you enjoy, that you're passionate about. So for example, if you're a graphic designer, you might not want to run a business. You might just want to do graphic design 40, 60, 80 hours a week. You don't want to have to worry about the accounting. You don't want to have to worry about making calls or doing the, um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the follow-up business development. You don't want to do that. So if you don't want to do it, if you don't enjoy it, it's, chances are you're probably not the best person to do it because you're not going to be approaching it with passion, with excitement, which is what you need to really be successful with these things. So outsource it. Make your life easier and give it to somebody else who can be passionate. And I think it's exactly what you just talked about there was, you know, you weren't passionate about accounting. You didn't like it. I don't like my accounting. So I give it to somebody else who does, who is an accountant and who loves doing that. Same thing with my graphic design. I do the exact same thing. I hand it off to people who are great at graphic design and it makes my life so much easier. And the same thing with editing the podcast. I put my podcast out to somebody else who edits it because it takes too much time. And so I'd rather not do that myself and I'd rather save time for the things that I am passionate about. So lead me through L, Jonathan. Yeah. What's, what's the last one here? We got L. Yeah, L is liberation. liberation so right. it means create freedom of location, provide mobility, You know, be nimble with uh, where you work from. And th- this concept applies either if you're an employee or if you're a business owner, because mm-hmm. you, you need to be able to have your business run by itself in the automation part, mm-hmm. which gives you time and you know space to, to, to be able to work from where you want. Because uh, the, the whole this whole concept is that the the wealth nowadays is not money, you know, mm-hmm. it's time and mobility. So he calls it the the new rich in, the, in his book, uh, but uh, I think it's essentially you know the the, the new uh, the, the millennial point of view mm-hmm. on life and career. So I love know. that I love that point, Jonathan, and I gotta just reiterate that. And that the new wealth is not money. The new wealth is time and mobility. You said it perfectly there, and I completely agree with you. And what that is is just freedom to do what you want when you want and have the choice. That's what it's about. It's about having choices. And I mean, disagree with me if you want, but when I, when I read this book, um, to me, this book was all about opening doors for yourself and giving you choices, giving you choices to do what you want, do what you're passionate about. And essentially as whatever, as corny as it sounds, you guys can say whatever you want to say, but it's to live your one life and to, you know, not make, make work a part of it, but don't spend all your time worrying about the things in your business or the things at work that take up all your time. It's free it up to enjoy your life, to have choices to do what you want. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So yeah. tell me, Jonathan, like reading this book, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Anyone who's read this book or anyone who's listening to us right now, the stuff in this book is easier said than done. It's easier said than done. It's, it's hard to implement some of these things. So some of the things you, you told me about, I completely agree with you. Outsourcing. Very easy to do. You can find the right people who are passionate about it. Give it to them. Gotcha. Um, but this whole idea about um, mobility and being able to automate your business, is that even practical? Like for yourself as a consultant, you have to be there, right? Because people yeah, are paying yeah. you. So, you know, you, 
I don't think it's applicable for everybody. So is this idea of mobility applicable for you? It's hard because especially in my line of business, I need to be in contact with clients, you know, on site and talk with the clients because I'm more on the business side. Mm -hmm. But let's say I have some friends that were that are uh, software developers Mm -hmm. and they work remotely. Ah. So I have friends that works in Belgium. I have some other people that I know worked in Florida while they were on a contract for a company uh, in Montreal. So, you know, with the tools we have now, it's a lot easier if you're into technology or if you're in software development. But like you said, it depends on what you're doing. Absolutely. It definitely depends on what you're doing. Some lines of business, I mean, you have to be there, especially if you're on the business side. But you gave a great example there as well, too. And I think it's something that we need to think about in that the world as we know it because of the internet. And let's be honest here. The internet isn't all that old. The internet's maybe about 20 21 years old, really. I mean, the the modern internet really came about with 1995, with Windows 95 coming out. So it's so early on that the internet's really changing the way that we do business. And a big part of that is the ability to be mobile and to, you know, work from, you know, offsite, offshore. We can now work. And like you said, uh, uh, your friend in Florida who now, you know, delivers for a company in Montreal. This is not change. This is not staying the same. This is changing every single year as new tools come about, and um, and we're able to work uh, remotely. And I think that perhaps maybe that's not the case right now, but in ten years from now, I think that might change. And I think a guy like you who needs to be in the business, I might make a suggestion here that because of certain technologies and certain trends, such as virtual reality, essentially is what I'm getting at here could even change that for people like you who need to be on, on, on site all the time. I mean, right now we kind of laugh. I mean, if you, you asked us 20 years ago, um, you know, if, if a guy like you and me could connect o- online and, uh, and chat with one another and, uh, and build a friendship like this, we probably would have laughed and said, there's no way. How would I find this guy? And how would we stay in touch? And how would we communicate? Because none of this stuff existed. Facebook didn't exist. LinkedIn didn't exist. Skype didn't exist. None of this existed. Well, in 10 years from now, I mean, virtual reality is already already reality. It's already starting. So give it a few more years and who knows? I mean, right now you and I might be, in 10 years from now, you and I might be having this conversation face-to-face for crying out loud. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting. Who knows where it's going to go? So go on. Tell us a little bit more about some of the takeaways that you took from, uh, from the four-hour work week. Well, one uh, that is really important to me and as a consultant, I, I can afford to do that is the, the he talks about having many retirements he, he talks about seeing the the the, the working life differently because uh it used to be that you had to work like 30 years you know hard at a job you didn't really like and then you had to you'd switch to a, a retirement phase where you'd be supposedly more happy doing nothing than what you were doing when the, you had your prime years where you were in top condition mm-hmm. to me it makes no sense it, yeah. it really makes a lot more sense to be able to work at the job you like take mini breaks like a couple of months off and, and just you know you can change careers even if you want to yeah. change location change things in your life because you know it's not like it used to be where you, you were working for a company for 30 years now you can everybody changes company for uh, at each two or three years that's such an interesting thought and I know, I know what people out there are listening to us right now. They're saying, come on, Jonathan, we can't do that. I can't take a mini retirement. I have a mortgage. I have bills to pay. I have kids, blah, blah, blah. I can't take mini retirements. Listen, I get it. I understand. But 
what Tim's doing here is he's really challenging us to think, I hate to say this, but outside the box, I hate that term, but he's really challenging us to think differently and to say, listen, hold on a second, your perceived idea and notion of, of how life is supposed to be doesn't have to be that way. Everybody believes that, you know, you have to go to school, go to college, get married, have kids, get a good job, buy a house, get a mortgage, you know, work for 30 years in a good job, retire, and then, uh, and then you die. Well, that doesn't sound like a great deal, and I don't really want to sign up to that one. So what he's suggesting is an idea around having mini retirements, and why can't you do that? One of my family members actually just did that. They work in Manhattan and New York City, you know, and obviously they work crazy long hours. And what they decided to do, they both work in the financial sector. They actually both saved up enough money to take a mini retirement. And what they did was they saved up for um, about three years. And then all of a sudden they decided, you know what, we're going to quit our jobs and we're going to take some time off. And they went traveling all around the world. They went to Thailand. They went to New Zealand. They went to Croatia. They went all over the place. And they came back to Manhattan, New York City. She had her job back. He, he got a job again. And now they're working again. They took a mini retirement. You know what? I mean, I know you have kids, Jonathan. I mean, is that one feasible for you, your wife, for your family? I mean, is this one, is this something that you think you can do? I, I yeah, because, you know, if you, if you, you live your life frugally or not, you know, paycheck to paycheck, or if you're, you can restrain yourself for buying that brand new TV or, mm. you know, you can put money aside for that. And, you know, when you have kids, it's even more important to spend time with your kids. I agree with you. And it's, it's about priority. It's about, exactly. it's about, do you have a plan in life? It's like, do you really want that new pair of, you know, Yeezys or do you want that nice, nice new TV or that nice new car? Or did you want to enrich your life with experiences through travel? All right. What do you want in life? And I think that Tim really challenges us on that point. Jonathan, my friend, it has been an absolute pleasure. And I'm so glad that we actually had a chance to connect. And I definitely have to get you back on the show, my friend. Um, how do people get in touch with you? I mean, they want to reach out to you. They want to connect with you. How can they do that? LinkedIn is the best place. Uh, Jonathan LaRock on LinkedIn. You're going to be able to find me. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for uh, for making the time for all of us today and sharing with us uh, some of the lessons and some of the takeaways you took away from uh, the 4-Hour Workweek. My pleasure, Ryan. <laughs>